You're tuned into the Authentic Podcast, where we explore the transformative power of embracing the reality of Jesus Christ. As we embark on this journey together, we will navigate the depths of faith and discover the profound impact that Jesus has on our spiritual walk. In this space, you will find real and inspiring conversations about faith and how as a believer we should navigate the kingdom reality. We are excited that you are part of an adventure where authenticity and faith intersect. Welcome to the Authentic Podcast. Let's dive in. Get us going. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, taking the time to listen to this conversation, whether you're watching it live with us now on Facebook or seeing a recording of it or maybe even listening to it in an audio format on a podcast platform. We just call you blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, With us today, I have the founder of Light the Fire, Jake Richards with us and author of two books, which are Prayer Revelation and Relationship and Lessons from Heaven, author Paige Williams. We have been continually seeking the Lord for a word over 2024 And we just feel the desire and burn in our hearts to release what it is that we are hearing, sensing, and um, just, you know, feeling over the year of 2024 for the body of Christ. It hit me not that long ago while I was working. uh, The Lord said, hey, uh, you're supposed to do this thing. And I'm like, really? I don't know. Release a word over 2024. He's like, no, you're supposed to do it. And you need to invite Jake and Paige to do it, too. So immediately I, uh, you know, messaged the guys and I said, hey, listen, if this bears witness with your spirit, let me know. If not, it's all cool. I didn't know what I'd hear back, um, but they prayed and they said, yes, this thing hit me like a ton of bricks. So I'm really excited excited to see what it is that we all have today. Um, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to, to hop on here and do this. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. Man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us, Christian. Yes. Yeah, man, this is going to be good. Um, so I just I have a couple things, you know, written down and I'm, I'm just going to kind of flow through here of, of what I've been hearing and uh, from the Lord. And, you know, as you guys seem fit to interject, you know, please do. Or if you have aha moments, speak in, um, you know, guys, what's really exciting about the prophetic is we're reaching into mysteries of God and, and we're pulling them down here to earth and speaking them out. So, you know, th- th- this is by faith, uh, but we really believe what we are hearing. And uh, it's cool because as we operate in the prophetic, there will be this flow between us and we really don't don't know what's on the other side of this record button or going live. So we're very excited about that. Um, so for a prophetic word over 2024, I first want to state that I see three seasons, three things that are happening uh, amidst uh, 2024 that's happening over that, that maybe even will go until the return of Christ. And and three of those things that I see is first, he spoke, Jesus spoke a phrase to me. He said, the great unveiling. And he gave me a verse for that, which is Luke 8, 17. And that reads, everything that is hidden will become clear and every secret thing will be made known. 
Um, briefly, what he showed me is that he's going to continue to pull back the curtain on a lot of things, whether that's in, in government or leadership or pastors or doctors or average day Joes, janitor. It doesn't matter. God is pulling back the curtain on a lot of things. It's it's going to kind of be like, what's behind door number one? And, and door number one gets kicked <laughs> down and everybody gets yeah. to see what's behind it. Um, so this is a season, a, a bigger season uh, of what's going on, an overarching season. And, and it's called the great unveiling and, and we'll get to 2024 here in a, in a moment uh, i also hear him saying i am reinstating the fear of the lord and he spoke a phrase to me um he says the beginning of wisdom is fearing the lord but the beginning of maturity is worshiping him and and worship mm. is more than just raising our hands and singing a song to him it's our obedience and how we act in our in our day-to-day -day with him and he reminded me of ananias and sapphira and they lied to the lord and they ended up falling over dead these were christians these were believers and they lied to the lord and they fell over dead am i saying that we're stepping into a time frame where people People are going to start falling over dead because they are lying to the Lord. Well, I'm not going to limit what God wants to do, but I do know that he's putting a major emphasis on the return <clears throat> and reinstatement of the fear of the Lord. Um, and what's really curious and interesting about that time period and, and those events that were taking place, even those who did not believe in Jesus, even those who were not following the way, they feared the Christians and God. They respected the Christians and God. They didn't challenge the Christians or God or whatever they had going on, but they feared and respected that. And then on the flip side of that, within the Christian community, within the way, the following, um, those people had a lot of grip, like fear gripped their hearts after watching Ananias and Sapphira. They're like, oh, wow, God's serious. Um, so I just see a return, a reinstatement of the fear of the Lord. And the third overarching theme that I see that's kind of taking place uh, amid 2024 and over um, is the great reset. The Lord spoke the word to me, the great reset. Uh, and reset means to set again or anew to change the reading and some th just quick little thoughts that he spoke to me um, about reset. This is a theme in the Bible that happens time and time again. Adam sinned and Jesus reset the penalty of sin. Israel was enslaved and Moses helped to reset them into freedom. Israel rebelled and God reset them with a new generation that inherited the promised land. We are formerly in darkness, then we were reset into light. The world as we know it will be reset and a new heaven and a new earth will come. Um, God is going to do a reset in the church and a reset in the nation, a reset in the world, uh, a recalibration of sorts. And um, this is going to follow the great unveiling. So I really feel like, you know, there's a time period that this great unveiling takes place. So much is going to be pulled back that the only rational thing to do, and, and it might seem very irrational, um, but, you know, Peter thought that Jesus dying was irrational, um, but it was needed to happen and needed to take place. But this will follow the great unveiling and then the great reset is coming. So those are just three overarching things that I see coming in the future and that are being set up and taking place over the year of 2024. Um, 
so as far as is my year and i know i'm doing a lot of talking here in the beginning i'm just kind of taking the microphone and then we're going to transition to to page and, and jacob and they will also hop in throughout uh this time as well the biggest i i i need to say this first um because we're going to get into a little bit heavier of a word but overall for those who are in christ those who believe and love jesus who are pursuing them or pursuing him and have a yes and their heart this year 2024 and this is super cool it's a year of increase praise god it is a fruitful year of increase where crazy things that were dots out here and dot out here how how does this connect this year things are going to come in alignment with those who have been aligning themselves with god you're going to see super abundance and you're going to see increase this is this is uh, prosperous this is you know living the good life in christ 2024 you are going to see a lot of amazing things come your way and i'm excited about that and and the verse that he gave me is john 4 38 praise god i sent you to reap a crop for which you have not worked others have worked and you have been privileged guys we are privileged this year to reap the results of their work thank you lord hallelujah I like that wow. word. That's a good word. Um, here comes the the other part of that word. Um, and this year is also a year of judgment. So you see a, a duality here. Um, the 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 verse that God gave me is First Peter four seventeen. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begins at us. Man, I, this just makes my heart heavy. What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Guys, judgment starts with the house of the Lord and God is coming for his own people. Um, he gave me some thoughts going into 2024 that uh, I, I wrote down and I typed and I just, I kind of want to read them right off of the script. But these were moments, of the last moments of 2023 going into 2024. And this is where he really started to speak about uh, a year of judgment that's coming, uh, even though this is a year of increase, super natural, abundant increase. It's going to be crazy, guys. It's going to be awesome. There's still judgment in this. Um, so here was, here was my thoughts. As the clock was getting closer to striking midnight, which would set us into the new year, January 1st, 2024, I couldn't help but feel weight. It was the weight of knowing that when the clock struck midnight, there was no turning around. I could describe the feeling like being strapped into a roller coaster. You have time while the coaster is still in the station to say to the attendant, hey, I, I don't want to do this. Please unbuckle me. Get me out of this ride. But you also have the time to say to the attendant, hey, I changed my mind. Strap me in. Let's do this thing. But you don't have time to change your mind when the coaster leaves the station and starts to climb the first hill. Folks, the coaster has left the station. It it is started. And <laughs> and those who wanted to ride, they're going to ride this year. And even those who didn't really want to ride but said yes, they're going to ride as well. Um, don't be the one who got on the roller coaster, buried their head between their legs and screamed, when is it over? Don't be the one who had one talent, buried it, and didn't even collect interest this year. 
I'm telling you, this year has weight and not all weight is bad weight. There are burdens that are worldly burdens and there are burdens that are godly burdens and both godly and worldly have weight. This year, both will increase and it's our choices of 2023 that has set us up with the weight we will carry into the new year. Some will throw up, declare they don't want to ride the ride and never come back. Others will embrace the speed, unforeseen sharp turns, twists, and loops, declare how awesome it is and never look back. This year, God will find his ride or die people. He will find those that are his. And in two verses that he gave me before I'm going to open this up here, I do have a, a dream to talk about, but I feel as if, um, you know, that's to come a little bit later, if at all. Um, the two verses that he gave me were Matthew 10, 34 to 36. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father. These are red letters. And a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. In Luke chapter 12, verse 51, do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. So guys, there's awesome things that are coming this year for the body of Christ, but there is going to be a shaking. Jesus is trying to find those that are his. And this year is going to be one of those years. And if you're not strapped into the roller coaster ride, even if you are strapped into the roller coaster ride, you need to have your heart postured with him to do this thing because there's going to be lefts and rights and twists and up and downs. But through it all, we're going to have a great time. We're going to throw our hands in the air. We're going to scream, let's do this thing again. Um, you know, God is very serious this year about separating those that are for him and against him. Um, he is sh serious mm -hmm. about shaking the church to see who will get off the ride and not return. He is looking for those who will ride the roller coaster of life with him through the highs and lows, the thrills and spills, all while being comforted and held in the safety, held in safety by the lap bar of his love. And ultimately, this ride is going to bring us back into this, into the station before our final ascent with him into heaven. So guys, strap in this year, 2024. It's going to be a wild ride. There's going to be a lot of amazing things. There's going to be people throwing up off the side of the roller coaster and there's going to be people shouting and hooting and hollering wanting to go again um but this is just a little bit of what i see for this year judgment shaking uh but supernatural abundant increase and <laughs> just increase i i can't say that enough hallelujah that's that is so powerful um and i'm so glad like even talking um before we got on just the way the holy spirit aligned it because um what you're saying is is something that the Lord has been emphasizing to me as well. And he said it a little differently, but the, the core of it is it's pretty much the same. And that is what he told me was that there are going to be great times for many and terrible times for many at the same time. And so you'll see extreme highs and extreme lows which kind of goes like a roller coaster. You'll see these two ends of the spectrum on a consistent basis um, throughout this year. But he he wanted his people to know, he said you were talking about abundance and, and the blessing that he asked for his people, but that the bitter things in his people's life, he's going to make sweet. 
is going to make those those bitter waters sweet and it's going to become an acquired taste for his chosen people amen um and it's wow like wow but what god was showing me too what you started off saying is him unveiling the year of the unveiling and, and pulling back the veils one thing he showed me is that a lot of the faces or the people that we see out um as the faces of movements or agendas or different things what he showed me is that behind the scenes there are a lot of forced covenants and and what he meant by that is that everyone who's a part of it is not a willing party mm. and not and not a willing participant um and that a lot of those things are about control wow um he was showing me pray for the faces is what he told me he said pray for the faces that you see that are out in front of people and um promoting agendas and doing these things mm. he said because they're not always in their heart aligned with what they're promoting mm. but they're but they're caught in positions of forced covenant and i know this can be touchy for people of my culture but the example he gave me he said a lot of them are like the slaves they're the ones out in the field that people see but the masters are hidden in the house they're they're behind the scenes mm. and 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 pulling and projecting what they want to see but god told me to pray to tell church to pray for those people that they be set free from those things um and that they are able to um tell the truth that they're able to um um give the light that Christ wants them to give and to be free from those things amen and god and god wants us to go into the church into a real time um of of reflection and and by that he's talking about being um vulnerable with god and going into places of solitude to really take a good look at ourselves and to allow god to assess us and to the bible uses the word judge but that that word judge is not wrath sometimes we put judgment and wrath together but when god judges his house he's assessing his house wow the good and the bad the totality of it and so god wants us to become comfortable in that place because he cannot make the church a bride without blemish or a bride without spot or wrinkle any such thing if we're not allowing him to iron out um the places in our lives that need that cleaning that need that ironing out and so it's it's powerful um another thing he was showing me is that this will be initiated by those around you wow that god is going is calling for a coming out of hiding for the body of christ <laughs> that you don't even know the dream that i have bro this is wild. oh my god <laughs> come on we, wow see it's, it's it's the spirit man praise god and that the and that the church is going to be pulling off the masks and we will truly stand face to face with each uh-huh. other um just unveiled and that and that that's going to um allow us to begin to do the same thing in our relationship with god we're going to take that same posture of pulling off the mask, pulling off the facades and being transparent with the Lord. Amen. Um it's a scripture in 2 Corinthians um 3:17-18 it says, "Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom hmm. or liberty 
It says, and we all with unveiled face, that's transparency, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Since for this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. And so only when we become transparent or unveiled, yeah, will we see God? Can we be? Yes. Will we see Plus God pure and start heart. to be transformed? Yes, yes Jacob. And be transformed into that image. Yeah. And so we can't really begin our transformation the way God wants to until we become, as Jacob said, pure in heart and, and transparent with God. Then we start to go from glory to glory in God and start to look like Jesus Christ and to come into that Amen. full measure and stature that he has for us. But we can't do that apart from the Holy Spirit. Glory. Another, Another scripture I'll read, and, and I, I will move to Jacob, but it says, How much more Fire. shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God? So it's the same with us. We can only offer ourselves without spot to God through the Holy Spirit. He says, And the Holy Spirit will purge our conscience from dead works to serve the Lord. Hmm. Dead works are anything that separate us from God works that don't produce life. And so he is going to pull out every dead work that doesn't produce life so that we can truly serve the living God, the God of life, the way we were intended to. Yeah. And to and to exude and emit that eternal life that Jesus Christ paid for. But it's the Holy Spirit Man. that causes us to be um cleansed. I'll say this one thing and I'll and I'll move it to Jacob. I had a visitation um, from an angel of the Lord um, on December 10th. And this angel of the Lord had on like like factory work clothes. You guys know like that that navy blue and they got like the name. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My name's Joe, man. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the simplest name. <laughs> and it he was dressed in that way. Wow. But he had a a syringe, like a a, a syringe, and what um, I don't even know if he spoke it, but I heard this voice say, "It says God has His own version, or God has His own poison ivy." Uh. And I was like, "Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? You have your own poison ivy?" But what he showed me is he has his own way of showing us and revealing the rashes, the blemishes, the marks, the places where we've been spotted by the uh -huh. world. And what and what the angel did was he took the syringe and he like gave me a shot. And he said, this is going to show you the places where you've been spotted by the world. Uh -huh. It's going to show you the rashes or blemishes in your life so that you can deal with them and be healed uh, and they can on. be cleansed. So God has his own way of showing us the places where we've been marked or blemished so that we can deal with those things and be healed. But the way he phrased it was God has his own version of poison ivy uh -huh. to show us the places where we have been um, even contaminated, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, exactly. But he's wow. doing it so that we can be healed yeah. and transformed on. into his image. But we have to be transparent. We have to be pure in heart. And we have to have a mindset to pull the mask off and be vulnerable with God so that we can come into that place of healing and wholeness and, and from glory to glory and be that bride 
the crisis calling for. Paige, you got me fired up, bro, because (laughs) it's so funny that we decided to go in this order. The word I have for the Lord is about a radiant bride that he's coming back for and 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 about oh and about dead works and it's a it's, yeah, and, it, and it's about correcting uh restore restoration of the body uh yeah. after yeah. we get off yeah. i, I want to talk to you about something because holy spirit started talking to me about the verse where he catches our tears in a bottle and the yeah. holy spirit started telling me why and what they were used for and oh, wow. uh after we wow. get off i want to talk to you about that okay yeah. <clears throat> okay. Boy. And then and then I really feel like Christian. What a teaser, I'm, man. After I'm done, what a teaser. After I'm done, I really feel like Christian, you should share your dream, bro. After after I'm done talking. Yeah, I I am feeling yeah. that as okay. well. I sense that as well. <clears throat> wow, glory to God. Okay. Oh my gosh, bro. I'm fired up right now. <laughs> it's crazy, Thank you, Lord. Praise it's you, so Jesus. Good, bro. We did not talk before this about anything. Yeah. Okay. That that's yeah, the beautiful yeah. part, guys. Okay. Um, you know, one thing that the the Lord highlighted to me, and it was like with big caution, he was like, Do not speak about your words until you go live. And you know, Paige with with all of his wisdom, he's like, you know, that's going to give us a really good prophetic edge. Like I can see, you know, part of why the Lord would want to do that. But I mean, this is real. This is raw. This is authentic. Yeah. This is how the yeah. Spirit speaks, and and we should. This is be, our first time here. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is our I'm first fired, time. Bro. I'm fired And this is it's so cool to see. You know, like. Hey, you know, we are hearing from God. These words are linking up. You know, we see in part, we prophesy in part, but together we make a whole picture. And regardless, it should have the same heartbeat as what the Father wants to accomplish on earth at this time. And it does. And this stuff geeks me out. It is. (laughs) So I'll I'll go go ahead and I'll start. Mine is a culmination and and, uh, it's it's funny how how the Holy Spirit like kind of brought it together for me. Um, because I felt the first thing that was dropped into my heart is release a word for this year, uh, which I don't usually, I think I've released two words for the year. Um, the entire time that the Lord has called me to the, to a prophetic mantle. It's not very often. God, God is, has a huge agenda. I mean, it is a massive agenda. The the work of heaven is truly would astonish you. If you saw the projects they had going on. And um, he entrusts words uh, to certain people in certain time so that they're in alignment of being fulfilled. So it does not lead to confusion. But we we are co-laboring and on the same page as heaven. So the minor combination of two dreams and uh, and and a couple words uh, from the Lord throughout last year, preparing for this year. Um, And I I, I wonder, I was like, when am I going to ever give this stuff and he's when you called me christian he said that's when you'll give it so <laughs> so good um, oh man this is that so the first the right, first right. So I'm, I'm, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give the dreams and then interpretation that the holy spirit gave me um and then the word so the first dream i had more more recently uh it was like three months ago and i was in a labyrinth and i was with uh my wife and it's it's a very short dream and i there was in front of me was a guillotine that you could work yourself you could work yourself and so for uh i put my head into the guillotine and i chopped my own head off um and then uh, i could see my head on the ground 
But then I went into first person mode and I couldn't see or hear anything, but I could feel around. And I was looking for Laura's hand and I grabbed her hand and began to do sign language in her hand. But the thing is, is I don't really know or understand sign language. I know she does, but I'm sure, you know, there was a disconnect for sure. I woke up from that dream and the Holy Spirit told me that this is this is the place that the enemy has taken individuals uh, to that where he wants to chop off, uh, cause them to chop off their own head to be lost so that the only thing they understand is sign language at that point. So sign language, Lord, can you show me a sign to say that I'm on the right way? Lord, can you, can you give me a sign that this is, this is the direction I go? They, they don't have ears or eyes to see. They're, they're completely without a head. They don't have ears to hear, eyes to see, and they're reliant on sign language. The Lord said this is a dangerous place for his bride to be uh, individually because this, if you remember that uh, Jesus called Pharisees blind guides, he called them blind guides and they were the ones that said, show us a sign, Lord. He said, a wicked and adulterous Mm. generation seeketh after a sign. He wants to make us as individual blind guides who the only way that we know we're on the right path is the sign from God instead of the more perfect will is knowing the will of God. That, that is it. The Bible says to not be conformed by the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know God's good, perfect and acceptable will that, that include, that includes for, for your own life. You shouldn't be clueless about where God is wanting. If you're clueless, it's a good measuring stick to know that the enemy has chopped off your head uh, to be eyes and ears. Um, Can I, can I say something to, you know, finishing, you know, that wicked generation, you know, all, all that you want is a sign. But Jesus then went on to say like, no sign will be given to you other than the sign of Noah. Yeah. Jonah. Um, Or Jonah, yeah. Jonah, the sign of Jonah, yeah, yeah. because three yeah. days, three days, three nights in the whale. Yeah. So will the son of man be three days, three nights in the grave? And and yeah. I just want to take it right back to Jesus. That is the most powerful yes. sign we will ever need. Yeah. He was three days in the yeah. ground and and he rose. We, we believe in a God that we cannot see a supernatural God who is dead in the ground and rose three days later. Yeah. We, we don't oh, need yeah. that. That is the good news. That is the good. We don't yeah. need signs, miracles, tingles and feelings and, and anything like that like that like that is the good news yeah. that is the greatest sign that we would but ever believing need. that will make the, the signs foundation. miracles follow you because i said these signs will follow those oh. that believe but yeah and i'm not yeah, i'm no, not no, disregarding yeah. no, no, but you're right. the supernatural yeah. no, i know um, no, yeah, know, we know you're not that's Christian. Yeah, but that's the foundation yeah, yeah. yeah. he said upon this i will yeah. build praise my church yeah. yeah praise god yeah. I, I got one more thing yeah. to say here man i'm just i'm really feeling this jake um you know what what the enemy uses for evil god turns to good right yeah. so praise god that some heads are getting chopped off so the mind of christ mm-hmm. the head of christ can be placed on their body yeah yeah and i just mm-hmm. i feel that i feel that you know where the mm-hmm. enemy has been plugging ears and eyes and and mouths and and minds and confusing i really feel like it's a setup for the mind of Christ, the head of Christ to be placed on their that, mind. That was, that's my exact next point. Um, for those who don't, <laughs> for those, sorry. No, that's okay. Sorry. Bro, are you kidding me? I'm, yeah, no, but um, yeah, that was the next thing that, that, that the Holy Spirit told me is that he reminded me that Christ is the head. And in, mm. in Colossians 1, 17, he is before all things 
and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he have may, may have preeminence. We have to make Jesus the head of our lives as individuals because, and, and this will it'll take me into my next dream, the next dream and the next part of the word that gave me. But if we don't have Jesus as our head, our eyes and ears, um, and, and his mind and his mouth and the way that he perceives things, then we will continue to be blind guides. And the only thing that we'll understand is sign language. God does not want us yeah. using sign language. He wants us to use his son's mind, his ears, his eyes. Uh, once we do that, yeah. we are useful. We become the salt of the earth, no longer good for nothing. By the way, that's what Jesus thinks about people that that uh, aren't have lost their saltiness, have lost the, wow. they lost the flavor they bring to mm. a group. He says, "You're good for Blind nothing." Blind guides. <laughs> You're good, but to be cast out and, and it's, it's harsh love, wow. but it's, it needs to be, it needs to put that fear of the Lord in you. Like, man, I really need to be yeah. salty, not like salty yeah. that way, but salty as in I'm adding flavor <laughs> to wherever <laughs> I go. Yeah. Okay. Because, and yeah. also th- he told me this yesterday is that when you've lost your flavor, the only thing that happens to you when you try to share your faith is you get trampled. You get wow. trampled under the foot of men, wow. which is a good usefulness because the Holy Spirit will convict their heart. But that's not where you want to be. So yeah. the, ne- the wow. next part, the, ne- the next part of uh, this dream, I had a dream three years ago that the Holy Spirit brought up. And in that dream, I was with Jesus. Uh, Jesus and I were walking up to a building. It was like an old Byzantine church, like a 380 church. And in front of the church. That's actually really not important to the dream, uh, at least that I know of. Maybe you guys are something, but I just thought it was cool that that's where we walked up to. Yeah, um, come on. Yeah. And in front of it was a uh, a disfigured half person. There was a head and one arm, and it was flailing. That's all. So like this part of me, that's all there was. Wow. And the head was going like mm. chomping, like a marionette puppet. Okay, like it was. Um, mm not a lively head it was like pac-man exactly that's all i was doing was this that's all i was doing jesus and i then uh put our hands on on this body and we began to pray that it be restored that the body would be restored and it would and and different parts of the body would grow well as that different parts of the body would grow the head would chop it off it would eat its own self and it would just be an arm and a head again when I woke up from that dream, the, the Holy Spirit told me back then that Jesus is always trying. This is his portion. He's always trying to restore the body, but it has a false head that's not him and one part of, of the five parts of his body. Je- we are a reflection of Jesus' body and in his body are apostles, prophets, shepherds, evangelists, and teachers. And right now we are just pastors. And he said, this, this, this is not my body. A past pastor only mm. body is not his body. And so it has a false head. Mm. It has a false head. These now the individual mm. pastors, they have Jesus said as his, as the body. And you can tell that by their fruit, yeah. but the body as yeah. a whole is the structure. The structure right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so he was saying every yeah. time throughout, throughout the past, I don't know how much time, he says, I try to restore what my body looks like. They, the false mm. head chops it off because mm. they think it's a false teacher. They think it's a false restoration. 
but it's not. It's who Jesus really is. And the one thing that he told me is he said, imagine reading the Bible and I was never an apostle and sent out, sent out and established my church. He said, imagine if I was wow. never an evangelist and I never reached the lost. He said, imagine if I was never a teacher and never gave the Sermon on the Mount. Imagine if I was never a prophet and told you of the things to come or fulfill that which was said of me. He said, imagine if I only dealt with the, with the, with the uh, disciples' hearts. He said it would be, in, it, he said it would have been imbalanced. They would have been almost useless. And that is the state of our body right now is that we're always constantly dealing with heart issues, but never being useful as a, as a collective. Uh. We're That's only so being useful yeah. for our individual wow. lives, which is why Christians have very fruitful individual lives. But and that's mm -hmm. because the pastoral mantle is is to is to uh, make the, for the yeah, sheep. Yeah, yeah, it's for the sheep and it's for helping our heart be be, be foundationally uh, uh, um, established that our heart might be established by yeah. grace. But G that is not who Jesus is. He's not only that's a right. pastor. I want to read this to you guys in Ephesians four. He gave himself some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the working yeah. of ministry, for edifying the body of Christ. And, and how long will this happen? The Bible says until we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to be a perfect man to the measure yeah. of the mm. stature of the fullness of Christ. A full picture mm. of Christ wow. is a apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and mm. teacher. Without that, you don't have a full body. He says that mm. we, that the reason, right? Body. And he said, for this reason, that will no longer be children tossed to and fro. And the, look at that body was, right? Carried about yeah, with wow. every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men into things, into it, 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 that we may grow up in all things into him who is the head. Okay. From the whole, from <laughs> whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself mm -hmm. in love. If we do not have mm -hmm. these five mantles established in every single, and I'll be practical in every single church, in, in the world, yeah. we are not the body of Christ, right. the true body. We have a false mm -hmm. head and some good works. Okay. Yep. Man, I think of when you say that, I think of you guys remember like the food group pyramid. Yeah. yeah. It had like the different food. I think of that. And, and it's like, we have to have a spiritual healthy diet. Yeah. And God gives that through the fivefold ministry to his body. And, and the, there, there are things that the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the pastors and the teachers have to bring to the table for the body to be spiritually healthy yeah. and whole and not just yeah. get a certain substance and, and miss out on the yep. others. And, and so I want to, oh, good. I'm just, I'm just speaking out loud for first off, dude, I, I am just in tears over here. Um, you know, I was wrestling through the fivefold with Jesus and I was like, you know, God, why, why is it that people have such a tough time uh -huh. with apostles or with prophets? Like, you know, yeah. we, we believe for an evangelist, you know, we believe for a pastor and, and in teachers teacher. where yeah. the body's so good at mm -hmm. worshiping and truth, but they're really missing the spirit side of it. 
I'm like, why? Mm. Like, why do they reject apostles and prophets? And, and he mm. said, it's because they don't know me. Yeah. Amen. Wow. And another thing too, Christian, is it's because they reject foundation. Jesus said that apostles and prophets mm. are, lay upon the foundation. And so it, it, if, if they don't want the foundations mm. for any new thing, even then they don't want those offices yeah. because, and, and really it's a working of Satan. Um, so I wanted to talk about um, another thing that Holy Spirit revealed to me mm. is the chomping. He said the chomping is, is our, is, and don't get, don't get this twisted. The chomping are false teachers. And by what I mean, that is not people. The thirst, for instance, an example of the chomping that devours growth of the body is a thirst for the blood of false teachers. These exposing ministries, these ministries where people kill each other with their tongue. They make an entire ministry of tearing other believers down by their words. Yeah. Other five yeah, other five, and, and, Jesus, and, and then Jesus told me that that is a false teacher. The fact that they've let that teach their yeah. mind that that's a ministry. That is a false teacher. Just wow. like depression is a false teacher. Mm-hmm. Just like anxiety is a right. false teacher. It teaches your, your yeah. mind in the wrong way. I, I wanted to read this because um, he wanted me to bring correction to this specifically. He said it's one of the biggest thing that devours his body. Okay. He said, mm-hmm. don't you know what I've said is the measure of a false prophet or teacher. He said, you are not God. I have established this foundation in his word. It says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruit, not their words by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorn or figs from thistles? Even so every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. There's the judgment. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Jesus said, you are not God. You cannot judge men by their words. He said, that is my place to judge them. In the Bible, it says that we will be judged by every idle word. The reason God wants us judging false teachers by their fruit is because it forces us to look beyond their words and get close to their lives. That is that. And that is really it's a loving thing for us because he knows that words offend us too easily. And if we are judging people by the words that they were saying, we are going to judge them. And guess what? That's going to be your judge on judgment day is how you've judged false teachers by their words when it's not your place you dethrone god when you judge others by their words instead of their fruit so when you look you need to get close to these people so he said that is one of the biggest thing that devours his body to this day right now but i i think that you need to even emphasize that and as far as how do you know a person's fruit yeah and and that closeness you have to be relational and build relationship with that person to know their fruit to know their life you can't speak on a person from far off yeah. about that you have no relationship with based on a message that you heard that you may disagree with or whatever the case may be, because you don't know the fruit of that person in order to make or assess them in a righteous yeah. way. But yeah. um, this is the final part of the word. He said that a full a, a body with only one arm cannot put on a dress. Therefore, we cannot become a bride Mm -hmm. who made herself ready, radiant without spot or blemish. He said, unless the fivefold is restored to my body in full acceptance, 
that my bo- that my bride is cannot make herself ready. I want to read this to you mm-hmm. in Ephesians five. He might sanctify and cleanse her with the watering of, of the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any mm-hmm. such thing that she should be made holy without blemish. Jesus is trying to restore us, but it is our job to make ourselves ready. And we know this in Revelation 19, 7, it says, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. That's the goal. We have to believe that we have that ability and we have to let Jesus restore us to the image. His hope is for a radiant bride. Every single year, that is his plan. To, to help restore, <laughs> cleanse, and present her. Right. But it is our job to make ourselves ready. Yeah. We, and, and just, and I believe every piece wow. of what you guys gave will, will be a key to keep in heart for this year and all years to come until we reach this. So that, right. so that he can yeah. come. Yeah. Not one That's thing right. will pass away from this war without being fulfilled, including that we will make ourselves ready. Someone is going yeah. to do it. Right. And it is my heart. It's the driving passion be- 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 behind my heart that we're the ones that we're the generation that does it, that we're the ones that make ourselves ready. The Bible mm-hmm. says that we should work yeah. fervently for the working of the Lord. This slothful, mm-hmm. slow, bureaucratic church, pastor centric model needs to go. It's slow. Yeah. It does not walk by f- faith. It walks by sight. We have to be a, a bride mm. that walks in obedience by faith. Oh boy. So that, oh that's boy. the word of the Lord that, that he's given me to release. Man, I just, I, I, I want to hop one. Like the correction that you're bringing is straight from the Bible. And the Lord wow. spoke to me, uh, the first Timothy chapter one, and that is yeah. misleadings and doctrines and living. And, mm. uh, it goes on to say, um, as I urged you when I was on my way to Macedonia, stay on at Ephesus so you may instruct certain individuals not to teach any different doctrines. Uh, so this is you, Jake. Mm. You're saying do not teach other doctrines than Jesus Christ, yeah. nor to pay attention to legends, uh, which is like myths, fables, endless genealogies, which give rise to useless speculation and meaningless arguments rather than advancing God's program. Well, what's God's program? God's program of instruction, which is grounded in faith and requires surrendering the entire self to God in absolute trust and confidence. The goal of that instruction is love, which springs from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith, none of which come from pointing fingers, accusing and slandering other brothers and sisters in in this walk. Yeah. Yeah. And that that was that was my wrap up. Uh, two guys is God, no, 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 that's good. No, not that verse. No, 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 no. It, it, these are the things I've written. Walk by faith, not by sight. Let Jesus be our teacher. Jesus is our teacher. That requires a supernatural relationship. Even Paul said, I don't, I'm not speaking that which I've learned by men, but that which I received directly from Jesus. The entire new Testament came by supernatural visitation. Okay. Thank from you. Jesus to Paul, besides the gospels, right? And, and then the other one is yeah. look after others by love. Why? Because faith works by love. If you do not have love, your faith does not work correctly, at least. It will work. It'll produce things. 
but faith that works <laughs> by love is is uh, works that endure forever. It's the most it's the most benefit. Yeah, the, the Bible says that we can speak with angelic excellency, we can do mighty miracles, but without mm-hmm. love, we have nothing. So we That's need right. love for Him first and foremost. The most important thing is to have love for Him. And the second thing is love for each other. That love believes all. That means you can no longer look at somebody's words and judge them in their words because you are not loving them. Okay. You're not, you're not spending any time on your knees for that person in love, praying for them. You're spending a lot of time tearing them down. That is not the love of God. Jesus said they will know them by their love, how they love each other. Okay. If yeah, they that's, have even that's run, like the love of God, that's the accusation wow. of the it devil. Is. It, the, the devil is the accuser. The accuser of the brother. If they have one good fruit, it's proof they're redeemable and all other things. That's how Jesus Come looks on. at them. Hallelujah. 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 Did you just do a mic drop? Was that, was that what it was? Is that like a Jesus mic drop? Sees, <laughs> Jesus sees that person as redeemable if they have one good fruit. They're not going to get cut out. Praise God. Jake, wow. that's a very wow. good word. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very healthy that's word. It is, yeah, man. It is, man. man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My Thank God. you, Lord. Man, you know, and, and even going back here to First Timothy, even Paul goes on to say, you know, shortly after what I just read, like, I was the worst, but God redeemed right? me. When, when, when I was in unbelief and unbelieving, <laughs> like, because of God's mercy and grace, like, he brought me here to teach this truth to yeah. you. Yeah, dude. Even the wow. worst of the worst can be redeemed. That's right. And that's, that's right. how that, that's Jesus right. said it. It's my it's my will that none should be lost, but all should come. So if we if we're not love if we're not loving like that, if we're condemning people, I'm telling you what, we're not an image of Him. He said, "I did not come yeah. to condemn; neither should you be condemning." And by by saying yeah. these people are false teachers, they suck. Yeah. And dude, you, you got to get yeah. that mess out of here. God's gonna, as, as David Taylor, yeah. God's gonna get your butt for that. <laughs> okay, yeah. you need to be on your knees for them, loving them. Okay, yeah. if you right. really feel that way. Right. So anyway, Man. because you're speaking, because when you do that, if if if, if that person, whether right or wrong, even even if they're in error in the word and what they're saying. If they're called by God, you're speaking against God's decision yeah. on their life. You're speaking against God's calling on them and telling people not to listen to them or not to follow them or whatever the case may be when they're actually called and sent from God. And you don't want to be found fighting against the will of God That's right. in the earth over your own self-righteousness and indignation against something that Man. you may or may Amen. not agree with. I, I feel like yeah. that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. But we yeah. should we should yeah. pray and, yeah. and, and, and and just yeah, give God glory. I'm, I know you wanted to share your dream too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Christian, yeah. yeah. I do have the dream. Um man, that's so good. And, and I just I see a comment right now. It says, So how are brothers and sisters to be aware of false prophets? And I just I just I feel in my spirit to say this, just because someone gave a word and it was off does not make them a false prophet. Well, that makes correct. them a, that makes them a Christian in training. Well, also Jesus um, <laughs> Jesus gave us wisdom to said don't do anything about uh, false plants. He said let them grow yeah, up with you the and weeds, the angels separate the them and because it's yeah. not your place to separate them. It is yeah. listen listen to this wisdom. You dethrone God when you do things outside of your place. That's righteousness is knowing your place in 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 mm. the in scope mm. of heaven and walking in your lane. Don't dethrone yeah. God. Understand what is God's portion, what is your portion, and do not try to do his portion. You are not to be the one that separates them. 
God, Jesus said, Amen. let them grow up and the angels will separate them in the end. He will yes. repay. Wow. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say this in, in, I guess, in cohesiveness with that on a, even from a practical standpoint, if you disagree or if you believe a leader or someone is in error or is teaching something, don't listen to them. If that's what you feel, don't listen to them. You don't have to create a post about how false they are. You don't have to get on and slander their ministry. You don't have to do anything. If you feel like that, then lend your ear to someone that you feel is in the word of God. Now, I will say, in balance, don't cut yourself off from what that joint may be supplying to the body uh, of Christ as well. Uh, because you can miss a lot by doing that. Sometimes we cut people off, a lot of times from other people's opinions of them. And we cut them off, but the Bible says every joint that's in his body supplies something. So you can cut yourself off from the treasure within that person by cutting them off because they said one thing or did a message that you didn't agree with. So wisdom is to decipher, but don't throw the, as we would say, don't throw the baby out with uh -huh. the bathwater. Mm. Understand that God has good and as Jake said, if there's one good fruit, then they're redeemable and Amen. they're in the body of Christ. So at very worst, if you feel they're that bad, just don't yeah. listen to them. Yeah. But Yes, yes. I've never, I've you never, I've never been like, yeah. I'm not like offended in my heart towards people that, that are given, uh, just kind of like not, not very good sound stuff, but like, yeah. I, I do like, I, I, I feel the heart for, for wanting to bring correction. And I feel like that's what we all feel when yeah. we hear that, but it turns into rage yeah. because we don't know how to bring about the correction. The best thing to do yeah, is right. pray. Like and, right. and give yes. faith to God, putting that to somebody who's near them, bringing that correction. Yes, Just like exactly. our faith exactly. moves mountains, and it exactly. can certainly move people by willing vessels of the Lord. You know, but yeah, anyway, exactly. So this uh, this first half of the dream, I feel. So I had this dream two years ago, and I feel like the first half of this is the current state that the body is in. And um, I'm going to read that and it transitions uh, from this location to a different location. And and that latter half, the, the, the second half of the dream, I really feel the Lord is saying, this is what we're going to see this year. Um, and there's a there's a partnership in that. So the dream started off as enslaved prisoners in a Roman pit arena. It was like a, a Roman styled pit. So if you think of like the Colosseum, just think of it like way deeper. Um, okay. and, and people were kind of like enslaved down in there and there was jail cells and stuff like that. And there were games where people were at the bottom of the pit hanging from ropes while their teammates were at the top. And I just I and the objective was to pull them up first. And I just I really had the sense of like the Tower of Babel, like man trying to build um, their own mm -hmm. thing. You know, like it's like you guys are still yeah. enslaved, but you're still trying to get to the top. Um mm -hmm. And then Jesus or, or a Jesus like figure was at the bottom of a pit, bottom of the pit in a secluded portion of the cell. The cell had a view of the mountains and um, 
So I just, I really felt like, you know, we've been keeping the church locked up. We've been keeping the church suppressed. We've been keeping Jesus, the person like down in this jail cell in a pit. And like, we haven't allowed him to come to light. Um, and at one point I, I had a sense that Amorites like overtook mm. the jail. So like no longer was, you know, the jail in control of like good people. Like, you know, this is Satan. This is Amorites. Mm, wow. These are bad, nasty people. Um, so at one point, these Amorites, some nasty people took over the jail. They had big armor on and spears and it was like a sword at the top of their staff. These people had a dinner. So they were just they, like they were hosting a, a dinner up at the top. And um, the head of the group, he was a, a big, mean warrior. He asked an innocent little slave girl a question. And I couldn't quite make out the question, but it started off like, what is your favorite? Um, but it, it ended with this man striking her with a stone and killing her. Um, the, the dream didn't allow me to see the dead girl, but it zoomed into the blood um from her on this perfectly round stone he used as the murder weapon and uh, i felt like the stone you know was the world and it's just covered in innocent blood it's cut covered in innocent children's blood it's it's oh my god um there's wow. just been a lot of wow. a lot of sacrifice uh, with abortions there's just uh -huh. been there's just been so much yeah. and we've been giving so much control to the amorites to these nasty people to satan and he's mm -hmm. just struck her um Jesus came out from his, oh, this breaks my heart. Jesus came out from his secluded cell down at the bottom of the pit uh, to see what was going on. And even though he was at the bottom and they were way at top, at the top having, you know, the dinner, he couldn't see it in the natural, but he still knew what took place. Mm. Even though he was wow. at the bottom, he still saw it. He still knew what had happened. So this Jesus-like figure had friends who ended up busting him out of jail. So it kind of fast forwards to him sleeping in his jail cell and um, an arrow stuck to the wall above his head. It was like, vroom, and like the arrow just bang, just stuck above the wall to his head. And then five or six more rapid arrows were shot and stuck into the wall. So it was like, boom. Bah, 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 bah. you know like arrows just like right up above his wall to wake him up and i want to say there was seven and it would make sense if there was seven <laughs> um to get his attention to show him that they were there to break him out and this jesus-like figure had a friend with him and he went to put a rope on on the edge of the jail cell to leave but the the rocks weren't strong enough um so the older man held the rope for him and I don't know if this is like a Paul Timothy kind of parallel where it's like, we, we need good discipleship. We need fathering. Um, but the older man held the rope and instructed him to stay in the middle of the path because there were briars on the right and on the left. So Jesus mm. climbs down and he keeps going straight, uh, which wow. is like the call to holiness, a call to righteousness, yeah. not looking yeah. left, not looking right, but you have to remain straight. Um, so yeah. this, this is, this is Jesus being broken out of jail. This is the church uh, on, on its mm. way. There's that remnant, those couple people that broke him out. And now the gospel's mm. getting ready to push forth and it's a straight and narrow path. Mm. Um, so this transitions oh, to a town that I grew up in, Thompson Town. Um, so if you're wondering, like, where is Thompson Town? Is this a, a town that I grew up in? So they then traveled to Thompson Town. And this is where I took over as the character in the dream. Um, I had a dog with me and it started to bark a little and there was another dog that I could see that was in a cage down in the middle of the town and it was barking 
and my dog uh, ran away from me, went down to the other dog. Um, and I was like, man, I got to get my dog back. So I started to like walk down and I made a comment. I was like, they can sense something is coming. And a lot of times, mm. you know, like the dogs mean like the demonic or a demon um, in dreams. So I, I had a sense that maybe like I was freed from oppression. Um, you know, just thinking like as a whole perspective, like if this is the church that's coming alive again, like we are freed from oppression and now the demons are like really bonding together because they can sense something is coming. No longer are they just staying in a single mm -hmm. host. They need to be working together. Um, and I said, I sense that they that they know that something is coming. And as I was trying to get my dog, the dream panned around. It just did a 180. And I saw this big computer and a big printer, um, like massive, like the size of a building. And um, it printed out a huge school of ministry poster. So this thing was like 20 feet tall. And it just literally said school of ministry on it. And I, wow. I started to talk to uh, my stepsister. She just happened to be there in the dream. And she was talking about how she wanted to do Global Awakening, which is a, a school of ministry that's local here in Pennsylvania. And that's I Randy said, Clark's. Um, yeah, it is. Yep. Um, I said, it's it's nine months in full time. Like, if you go do this, like, it's nine months in full time. And I really felt the Lord say for this year specifically, like, he is going to teach us. Jesus is going to be the teacher. We're going to step into the school of ministry this year. There's going to be a lot of supernatural things that take place. And it's big. It's a big ministry. Like, you couldn't you couldn't miss it. And, and because this school is nine months, I really felt him say, if you give me the first nine months of this year i will do more in the last three than you ever could in those nine by yourself wow. so i really wow. feel like the first nine months of this year is really important to to set yourself apart to consecrate yourself to just be allowing the lord to teach uh. you and watch out for what happens in the last three i really feel that um and then and the dream progressed up into the neighborhood above where this big printer and school of ministry was. And I was walking past my neighbor's house and I could hear worship music blaring and him singing. And I really feel like the Lord is starting to put a joy back in people's hearts. Uh, he's starting to bring them back to worship where there's going to be public worship, where there's going to be worship in homes, um, where it's just not going to be Sunday mornings, but it, it's going to be in, in people's day to day. It's going to be in people's uh, lives where he's really going to posture people's hearts to worship God. And yeah. the, the next thing right after that, there was these two girls and I recognized who they were. I won't say their names. Um, but I was passing these two girls and one manifested a demon. So I commanded the demon to leave and it left. And um, after the deliverance was finished, she asked to be filled with joy. Um, so I asked the Holy Spirit to fill her with joy and peace. And I really think that we are going to see on the street deliverances. I think we're going to see public deliverances. There's there's going to be <laughs> we're stepping into a time where it's going to be very tough to deny God. And if, if you are, you're just going to be ignorant and your heart is going to be so hard. 
Um, but during the season, he's he's going to release joy. He's going to release deliverance. This is a season where the church is going to rise up and come out from its hiding, where, where like Jake was talking about, the full fivefold, the true identity of Jesus is being released. But it starts with us allowing Jesus to teach us. And if you'll just give him the first nine months of this year, watch out and see what he's going to do with the last three. It is a, it is a year of increase. It is a year for the body to grow, to learn, to be strong stretch to mature to lay the foundation uh for the explosion like a good explosion that's coming but there is judgment and if you don't if you don't give him these nine months if you don't yield yourself if you don't consecrate if you don't allow the process of sanctification to take place you i'm telling you the train's leaving the station and you are not going to notice that it is that that it is left That's the dream. Dude, I wish. Lord God, give me dreams like Christian. <laughs> that, that, was, that, was a whole, that was a whole Lord of the Rings part four, bro. That was so cool. Yeah. There's a lot in that. There is a lot in that. I did want to say um, the part with the, with the dogs. Um, and I think Paige was thinking the same thing. Also could represent your uh, friends. Because... A lot of times uh, dogs represent a man's best friend and it might be uh, friends around you that have insight that help you see what's coming. Amen. But it also could be double meaning. Yeah. You know, God does do that. He, a picture's Amen. worth a thousand yeah, words true. and God is no, he, he definitely yeah. gives a lot of depth. So, yeah. yeah. Amen. Because it goes along with yeah. what Paige, Paige was saying. Do you that, have anything um, on that as well? Yeah. Um, what I, for me, what stuck out is the is the progression of, of God's will being done. Um, and, and that we're entering into a season where Christ in essence is breaking out and he's going public. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, his life, earth, you know yeah. what I'm saying? He was, kinda, he was behind the scenes. Then all of a sudden he's just yeah. out there. And, and, it, and it's kind of like that, like Christ is going public. Amen. And it's going to be, that sword that he talked about is going to be very apparent. Are, are you on the side of obedience to his word? Are you on the side of disobedience? Are you on the side of agreeing with him? Are you on the side of disagreeing with him? And that sword is the word of God. The Amen. Bible says the sword is, is the word of God. What side do you stand yeah. on? Do you love it or are you against it? And so I feel like that is coming to the forefront. And it's going to be, as you said, very apparent. You're not going to be able to deny God but you will be able to deny the fact that you want to see yeah. That's right. And so your, your decision is going to become very apparent uh, in, the, in the days ahead. I also want to say something that stuck out to me, Christian, was the fact that you said the Amorites took over. And um, I don't know if you knew this, but the god of the Amorites, I believe, was Moloch or Kamosh. And, and they sacrificed babies on that altar. That yeah. was like a common yeah. thing. And uh, Jesus, when he came, when he... Uh, when he uh, conquered the grave, he actually kicked those principalities out of Israel. And you'll see that after yeah. that time, the Molech and Kamosh uh, uh, reign that they had over the area uh, went away. And like, and they actually yeah. found new vessels later in time over America. Yeah. Different regions. Yeah, over America yeah. too. Um, and, and so when Jesus yeah. comes back, but in the Bible, it says he made an open show of them and they were no longer, uh, they were now his prisoners. Amen. Um, Amen. But, I think, yeah. 
when he comes back this time, he's yeah, gonna he's he's gonna do the same thing. Like that's gonna be something solid. that he starts anyway. Go ahead, Paige. I think too that um, somebody was talking about double meanings that the children and the the Amorites and them having Moloch as their god and and that genocide pretty much that it is and even seeing the young girl killed it also has a spiritual context mm. where Satan wants to kill the children of God and and it goes into what Jake was saying about the fivefold ministry he said not being tossed to and felt like children mm. most of the body of Christ is in a childlike state of maturity yeah. wow I'm not, I'm not talking about identity as being a child of God, but maturity. And Satan is trying to kill um, the children of God in that state of maturity because they're easily influenced. And that's what the Bible says. They're tossed from every wind of doctrine. And Satan wants to kill them and snuff them out. And so, so they don't grow and mature into the mature sons that creation is calling out for and, 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 and craving. And so we have to pray for the maturity of the body and that lives will be preserved, spiritual lives will be preserved so that they can mature and grow into the mature sons that, that God wants to see and, and to manifest as well. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The atmosphere here here is so thick. <laughs> I I just feel like I just got blasted with with like a a, a wave, man. I just I am drained in a good yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. That's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. Praise God. Cool. Well, Thanks, guys. I just I love how much this all wove together, yeah. and I you know yeah. I honor you guys for seeking the Lord for listening to the Lord. Um, you know, to be obedient, even to share, it's not the easiest thing to share and you don't want to share, yeah. um, out of a place just of doing it, but, you know, having that yes and the green light from the Lord to do so, um, guys, this has been wonderful. Um, man, who wants to bless this thing? Who wants to end this thing in, in prayer over the body? I, I feel like Paige, but go um, ahead, Paige, Paige, go. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then father, we bless every listener. We bless every hearing ear. We bless everyone who is looking, who will look um, at this live stream. Lord, I pray that your word would enter into their hearts, that it would take root, that it would spring up and bear much fruit. Lord, I pray that lives would be transformed, that lives would be brought back to the narrow path, that lives would be directed to you, Lord, face to face. They would pull off the mask that they will walk in faith, that they will be ready for the wild ride that you have ahead. Oh Lord, and they will be excited about your will being accomplished. I pray that you would settle and firm your people's feet on your foundation, in your word. I pray, Lord, that the fivefold ministry will break out in the body of Christ. Lord, I pray that it will begin to flow within churches, big and small, that the graces that you intended for your body to receive would be felt and would be received and honored within your house so that your body can be nourished and built up into the image of your son, Father. I pray that we would allow Jesus Christ to teach us supernaturally and to be our rabbi and to show us the ways of the kingdom that we may administrate those things in our spheres of influence and to those around us. 
Lord, I pray that you would purify your voices, purify those who are speaking to your people, purify those who have influence with your people, that they will not be leading them astray, but leading them to the good shepherd, which is Jesus Christ, who ultimately leads us to you, Father, and back into intimate relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We call you guys blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. If this word has blessed you this year or the word for the year of 2024, please be uh, liking and and sharing and commenting. We'd love to hear what you are hearing while you're seeking the Lord in your secret place. We would uh, love to see your comments and uh, we just call you blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.